Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing great. We had another great week last week. Yeah. You want to talk about it? I actually don't remember what happened. Okay, let's do the run-through. Uh, we had the Asher Roth podcast. Oh, yeah. That did very well for us. Very well. I'm really glad that a lot of people got a second chance to check out Asher Roth. If you haven't heard the podcast, please go check it out. He talks about a lot of stuff. He talks about Scooter. He talks about his label stuff. He talks about, you know, going to Puffy's house. He talks about Bieber. It's a great run through his whole career. Retrohash.com is where you can find all things Asher Roth. We had a great meeting at Rock Nation. Shout out to everyone up there. Oh, right. We sat in the gold couch. Lenny S.'s office is called like the gold room or the gold standard. Everything it looks is, exactly like the decoded cover. It's gold. Everything is gold. It's, it's an ostentatious ass office. Good times. We got a picture taken on that couch. So we made it, right? Yeah. Thursday night, we went to dinner with the squad. Ashley, Jason, Estelle, Jen, and Jen brought a friend from Omaha, Nebraska. His name is Steve Hogan. And he's an avid listener of It's The Real. So this was, a, this was a nice surprise for him to show up. And, you know, we're there and you can pick our brain about the Asher Roth podcast. Pretty cool. Yeah, we have one fan in Omaha. One fan in Omaha. But you know what? Count them up. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have our friend Mano on the podcast. We actually put a song out where we say our friend Mano. And so he's our friend. The song is called Beef With Us. We put out a video. Shout out to Rick Cordero for directing that. Really fun guy. Tells a lot about his life. I mean, I'm really, I'm really thrilled with how this came out. He was a joy to have here, and it's a fascinating, fascinating career. But the most fascinating thing about Mano's trip over here was the fact that he was a block away, and he texted me, and he said, hey, right around the corner. I said, cool. Two seconds later, he calls me and says, hey, you guys have a fax machine? And we said no. And then there was no follow-up about that. Like, the whole two yeah, why hours does, that he was here. Why does Mano need a fax machine? Well, what do you think? Fax. Fax only? Fax only. Okay, Jeff, if people want to find A Waste of Time with It's The Real, where can they find us? Uh, you can go to SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time. You can go to iTunes, and you can search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We are anywhere on the internet you want to find us, including Twitter, at It's The Real, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L. We are on Snapchat at It's It's The Real and It's The Real Eric. Now, hold up. We should tell the people real quick, forget DJ Khaled. Oh, my God. Forget Rick Ross. You have to be following Lior Cohen on Snapchat. Lior.Cohen on <laughs> Lior. Snapchat. Lior.Cohen. All he does is he approaches any person. doesn't matter where. doesn't matter if it's New York, London, Los Angeles. He will go up to them and say... How is your business going? Because he met up with DJ Khaled in Miami. He heard Khaled do his How's Business booming. Shtick. Right, with Ben Kicks, the 16-year-old friend of DJ Khaled's. <laughs> Lior stole it and has been traveling around the world asking anyone and everyone he can find. But in his, like, stilted Israeli accent, he's just like, how is the business? And who's he asking? Doormen. Yeah. You know, people who don't know... Random, people, random artists. People who don't have business... <laughs> He's just like, how is your business? Wiz Khalifa. How is business? And Wiz goes, like, you know, smoke some, smoke KK. <laughs> and then he's like, no, it's booming. Your business is booming. Uh, and then he makes them do it over. Lior is the best. Lior.Cohen on Snapchat, uh, at It's The Real Eric, and at It's It's The Real right. on Snapchat. Anyway, oh, yeah, our stuff. Yeah, we're on Instagram, too. Anyway, Jeff, should we get into this episode right here? Yeah. When do you want to do it? Now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Whippin' Farns, a.k.a. Indiana Jones. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Gluten-Free Max B, a.k.a. Wave Protein. And yo, it's Mano, a.k.a. KLB, a.k.a. Smack Your Favorite Rapper, a.k.a. <laughs> I love you guys, man. What's happening, man? <laughs> 
is the waste of time when this is the real. <laughs> 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 Yo, girl. man, what up? Oh, man, everything beautiful, man. Thanks for coming through. Oh, man, come on, man. We, like, I, I practically lived there. That's true, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, you pulled I, up with I, your family yeah, one time. I, yeah, definitely. You did? Y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, and I discipline you guys. That's you true. <laughs> and you know what happened with that was that Bun called us up right. and was like, you have to recreate this video where the right, uncle is yeah, beating his yeah, nephew. Yeah. And he's like, you have to get Mano. Yeah. We're like, let's do it. Yeah. So <laughs> Shout out to Bun. Yeah. And you, and you really came through yeah, you were man, hilarious yeah, fun. um I like, you i like i like comedy oh totally well listen right. you're the king of brooklyn kob yeah. yeah brooklyn is also king's county so how can you not like how can you don't call yourself the king of kings i don't know it's... i say the king of king's county okay because you you're know, like there's all... all these people who claim king but you're you're really the king yeah 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 yeah. nobody claimed king of brooklyn it's before. true that's that's that was something that original I, I think I, i'm you know you know, some people disagree with it, but the, sh- the streets don't have a problem with it. You understand? And that's all that it matters to me. Can you tell us your best Swiss beat story? Swiss. Man. <laughs> man. So how hate is out. It's, 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 it's touching the town and instantly, you know, things are changing. You know, I'm... I'm Things looking different, and and I was performing. Um, one th- I, I performed it one day at this at this spot. It was like a car show, and Swiss was there, and it, it was almost time for summer t- for summer jam. And he came to me. And he said, "Yo, who bring you out in summer jam?" Now, Miss Swiss already was cool, always cool. You know, shout out to Uncle Bar. You know, um, shout out to the whole Rough Riders. That we was we were just always cool. He said, "Who bringing you out?" And I was like, no, no, I don't know, nobody. Like, nobody. I didn't even understand really what he was saying. He said, yo, all right, I'm going to make a move, man. All right, I got something, I got something in my mind. I'm going to make a move, right? And I was like, word. He said, yo, me and Shorty, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, we, 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 we love, yo, she loved that song. And I didn't even know who he was talking about. <laughs> right? But then he like, yo, you know, me, me and Alicia, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's, it's real love. <laughs> And I'm like, what? what you think is real love? Like nobody know about their relationship yet. Like it's real love. He's like, yeah, man, we on vacation, and 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 we, what what happened was we was jamming a week, and it was every hour on the hour. He said, yo, so we we sitting, in, you know, we overseas somewhere, and it's coming on every hour after every hour, and we go on the car service, and then she playfully saying, hi, like she running around saying it, like so. He like, yo, I'm gonna make a play for you, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something happen. And I'm like, is this dude telling me like? <laughs> Alicia Keys is gonna bring me like out on a summer jam stage. Like, come on, like, all right. But I'm like, all right. In my mind, it's it's so far fetched. But I'm so grateful that Swiss is even at a place where he feel like he wants to make something happen for me. It don't gotta happen, Swiss. But thank you, man. Right? That's all he say to me, man. And then one night, he called me. Never be about three, four in the morning. <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what up, man? He like, yo, you ready? And I'm saying, what, 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 what's good? Like, like, what's happening? He said, all right, this is how it's going to go down. And he ran down the whole place. He said, yo, she going to go into... You know, um, uh, the marriage joint. How can I love somebody? And then the beat gonna come, and you gonna come out. And it's gonna be beautiful. 
I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, hold on, man, this dude is moving way too fast. Man. Like, I didn't even say I want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, damn, Swiss, like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, all right, let's go. I hung up the phone and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I go back and I go and I'm talking to my people. I'm like, yo, man, like, like Alicia Keys, they gonna be. I'm, I still don't believe it's gonna happen. I was in denial <laughs> that it was gonna happen up until the point. That me and her were rehearsing ten <laughs> thirty in the morning. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'm standing here with Alicia Keys rehearsing, and I'm, I'm I'm like, two years ago I was in I was in prison. Like nobody know who I was. Like what you, was what, what is this? Three four years ago I was in jail. Like what? Hold on, man. This is crazy. And she like, yeah, we gonna have fun. And she's smiling. <laughs> and she's so nice. And I'm just like, man. And then when it was time. We was in the back, and she said to me, you ready? And I said, yeah. I was so scared, man. I was so scared because I had, not, not only had, have I not been on a stage that big of that magnitude, but this is I'm on Alicia Keys set. I mm. started thinking, yo, my mom was going, I said, what if I trip? Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what if the mic fall out my hand? Like, this is my thoughts. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm thinking, it's crazy. Like, if I fall... If something happens, <laughs> I'm not only looking crazy, but I'm messing Alicia Keys show up and it's not going to be good and I'm going to get kicked out of the industry. This is going to be crazy. So, yo, it, I was scared to death. I was scared, man. And, and, but she was all smiles and, 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 and she went into that acapella. How can I? And, we, and I did it just the way we rehearsed it. And it was all good, and then I was, you know, you know, that was. You didn't trip. Really, you didn't drop yeah, the microphone. None of that. None of that. None you didn't that. get kicked out of the industry. <laughs> none of that, and I can't believe, and and I can't remember even doing it. It, it was so. It was just a blur. It was a blur because I was so nervous. It, it was just a blur that 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 what that we were actually doing it and I looked at the pictures and footage of it and I was just like man I don't even remember photoshopped I, like, yeah. <laughs> I just blacked out like oh my god crazy. did she crazy. say showtime to you <laughs> nah she, she, she said you ready and she was smiling man I, 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 I got so much love and respect for her in, in, in Swiss you know just, just, just that gesture you know when you're not used to receiving certain things from certain people and I don't look for anything from anybody so when you when certain things happen like that you just be forever grateful you just feel good about it and your energy with these people forever are gonna be great because it's just like man I can never forget that because those are milestones in my life like you know Alicia Keys bought me out I got the bandana around my head and it was like what like you understand crazy let's take it back to Bed-Stuy Brooklyn where did you go to high school I didn't. That's you know, I was went in Bed Stuy. I went to what they, what they call uh, um, Street Academy, mm-hmm. uh, and I've also went to schools that the court puts you in, like ATD school, uh, 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 GD programs. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you're getting into trouble when you're young, like, right? You know, and you got to go to family court and. You understand you're not going to school. They they put you in school. The, origin, the the first high school I was supposed to go to was William Grady, which was all the way out in Brighton Beach. And that kind of deterred me from going to school because I hated going that far out there, you know. So I would go and sleep in the lunchroom every day. Mm. You understand? So, 
you know, you live and learn. At that point, was there any long-term plan? Was there, like... There's no plan at all. Yeah. You know, it was no plan at all. Like, um, when, you, when you're growing up and you don't have people to look towards, look up to, or influences that are positive, and you see, you, you need that as a, as, you know, my son 13, so we have these talks, you know, about being better than I was, about having a person like me in his life, in his corner, so that he could, he could have positive influences, so that he could strive to be greater than, you understand, now when you don't have that at all, it's like, you coming outside your house, and everybody, you know, there's drugs in the house, drugs outside, it's, you know, it's, it's it's just whatever. It's it's almost a sense of hopelessness. So you almost feel like I ain't ever gonna be nothing. What like you know, you grow up almost not even believing you can be anything. Sure, your mother tell you when you're young you could be anything that you want to be, but when you go outside, you don't feel that way. It don't mm. seem like that. It don't seem like we could be anything because everything around me don't feel like that. You know, so you know at that point it, it was definitely no plan at all. We, you know, it was just day to day like exploring, you know, exploring life, but on the wrong side of things. Mm -hmm. Right. And did your family have any idea what you were up to? Um, they never do in the beginning. That's why it's very important to watch, watch your children because you 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 never you never you you never really know, especially now with social media and you know what they involving themselves in. It's easy to get caught up, so you got to monitor. Well, but I mean, my my family situation was a lot different because, you know, like my father being you know on drugs, my mother dabbling a little you know in her own, um, her own addiction, um, so it's really hard. And, like, we were outside, you know, like, outside. Like, I, I, you know, I remember being 11, 12, staying out. Like, we used to call it breaking day, break night, staying out all night to the morning. I remember that, like, in front of the building, behind the building. Like, really, you know, not really doing nothing, but we should have been doing something. And, and being outside, it should not be a place for for a young you know, young, young, young kid. You can see how the cycle can 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 move in a in a in a bad place. You can see how it could can move in into an awkward space. I'm gonna call you right back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you right back. All right. All right. I, I don't know what button I press. <laughs> Press the right button. It looked yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you're staying out all night. You're yeah. eleven, twelve. When do you first get picked up? Man, we were running from the police all my life. Feel like doing, you, you know, in, in life, right? Like in the ghetto, you 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 could you could like look at certain kids and say, man, he gonna be bad because you already see certain things in him, you know. And I feel like it was a point in my life real, real early on where somebody would have looked at me and said, no, he looked like he's going to be good. But on the flip side of that, um, you know, when you when you get to about, I want to say 11, 12, 12, 12, you know, you start cutting class and you play, we call it playing hooky. Mm -hmm. and, um, um playing in abandoned buildings and 
throwing rock busting buildings, stealing out the stealing. You know, you, you, mischievous crime that you see young little kids doing, and you see them all the time. Little bad little niggas, you know, which gradually leads other things. So, I remember being that young and stealing and running out and having to run away from the paddy wagon. You know, was you you know back then. If you wasn't going to school, they had a paddy wagon that would come pick you up, and we would be like on the lookout for. Oh, there they go, there they go, and 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 run and running mm. from them. So it it the beha- it wasn't so much about when I got picked up, but it was the behavior. Bef- it was the process before that, you know, running from it, already knowing in my mind that it was it was me against them somehow, some way that. I wasn't in tune with them. That that wasn't cool. It'd be cool with the police, or I'm supposed to run from them when I see them because I'm already doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So whether I, I got physically picked up or or not, at that point I was picked up mm-hmm. already. Right. You know, psychologically. And we've known you. We've known you to be like the guy of your crew, right? Mm-hmm. Were you always the leader? Mm-mm. Nah, not at all. So back then you were just following other guys' I don't leads. Think, I don't think any 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 person, any leader, wasn't a great follower in the beginning. It was a time when I followed, man. It was a couple guys that I I actually like the ground that they walked on. I I, I worship. Like it was just like this is just the illest dude, man. You know, it's it's probably. One person that I refer to is like my big homie. You know, he's still around. You know, God bless him. He's still here to this day. You know what I mean? And um, he's still he's free. His name is Bo. And when I was young, he was very instrumental in my life, probably more than he really understood. I looked up to this dude so much, man, so much, so much. Like I just I, I wanted to walk like him. Mm. He, everything about him was so cool. He was so rough. He was so gangster. He was so cool. He was everything about him. He had this gold TV. He had the big chains. He was, people feared him. Girls loved him. Like it was, it was just oh my god. This everything about him was 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 just so dope to me. Being being that young, I was just so caught up in him. And you know, in in back then, and we laugh about it now. Like. He, I said, yo, remember that time you you you, you sent me in a precinct and I had I had the I had the, I had the gun in my pocket, like you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. you know I would ride with them and they, I would just be happy just to be just to be to, to be around and to be with him and to, for people to 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 see me with him and I I remember him and you know riding me I would ride on the back of the pegs and I had a book bag with the hammers in there and then you know I remember the girl like, yo, why you get that little boy out so late? You know, like, and 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 I remember that. I remember being a little kid and being around this older dude. And How much older is he than you? Oh man, he, he he's he's older. I, I want to say that he's at least ten years older than me. So, mm. you know, um, which 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 seems like a lifetime when you when you really that young. Yeah, and he probably was one of my initial inspirations. Into in, into wanting to be in this certain kind of life, mm-hmm. you know, and I would I would I would emulate them, and I would try to pattern myself 
after some of these guys that I thought was just the illest dudes in the world. Like some of these dudes become street legends, and you you hear their names. And I remember seeing them as growing up, and just I guess you can liken that to seeing rappers went for for a young fan. You mm-hmm. know? Do you have any older siblings? Nah. So Mm-mm. there wasn't anybody at all to sort of it like learn from. There was nobody for me to learn from. It was nobody for me to look up to in that um, in that manner. Yeah. So you know, the street dudes was was like those were my brothers. Those were my older brothers. These these is they looked out for you too. Of course, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, they looked out for me because I was cool and I was on my way, and I and I didn't mind following and and doing. You know. I, I tell people I was a soldier, man. I was, a, I was, I followed, and I followed, and I would be quiet, and I would learn, and I would, I followed behind certain dudes because, you know, I wanted to be them. You understand? And it's not right. It's not something that we wanna, idol, we wanna, we wanna idolize, and it's not something that we wanna make cool, you know. But. This, these are the circumstances, and this is my life. This is we talking about my life, and this is how I grew up. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and I and I joke about it now to this day. Like man, like you know, you know, I didn't came up. You know what I'm saying? And you know, but this is part of the reason why I'm I'm I was always so very well respected in Brooklyn's because I was I I was pretty much popular before music. I didn't start rapping until I went away. I mean, that didn't even happen automatically. Like, what was that? Was it just something to pass the time? Was it something to, like, express your creativity? Was or was it, it just like, that's the way out? No, I never thought about it as a way out. It was more or less like what he said. You see, when I when I was away, I, I was getting into trouble, you know, because at this point, the prison is just an extension of, of what you already going through in the street. You you shooting you, and by the time I went, by the time I went to prison, I was already fully who I was. Right, I was fully in my mode of being what I wanted to be. I I, I was him. I was I owned who I was. wasn't gonna change. So me going to going to prison. It was just an extension of that. So now I'm, I'm I'm in prison, and now it's not, you know, we don't have physical, you know, guns to shoot at people or, or, or the beef that we're dealing with. So now it's it's razors and ice picks and stuff like that. So I adapted to that, like 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 it was nothing. How do you assert that you're not a sucker? That you're you're right. not you're also not a follower now. Yeah, you no, got to be a leader. Definitely, 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 definitely. And I'm I'm coming in, I'm coming into my own. And you know you hear all these stories about going to Rikers Island and the C74 to adolescence, and you get there and it's like yo I got to represent. Like I wasn't no sucker in the street. People respected me in the street. The older dudes respected me, and I was I I, I come from a line of 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 respected gangsters. I come from that line. I come from a line of respected people. I'm 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 young royalty. Mm-hmm. So so in that world. So I I I have to continue what you know, I got I got to represent so at any at any given time and a problem arise or or issue then this is what it is. We getting right to it. We do we dealing with it the way that now I guess prison we can only deal with it in prison. So I would get into a lot, a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble in, in prison, man. Like, did you have a network inside? Like, did you know people? Yeah. I was popular in jail. You know, I was in, 
you know, I probably became even more popular there than, you know, because remember, I'm 16, 17 years old, so I'm still growing. I'm still in becoming a man. I'm I'm not even having hairs yet. I'm watching hairs grow. I remember mm. when I went away, I didn't even have hairs under my arm. Mm. I still was growing in height. You understand? And, and and now and now you're expected to throw hands, do everything, do anything, do whatever it takes to 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 maintain your 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 um your existence and do whatever it takes for 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 people to respect you, whatever it whatever it is, whatever it is, you know, you you cut somebody's face or whatever, and you you basically become a savage. And I lived like a savage for a long time. And even before I picked up the pen, you know, I, I was like getting in trouble because, you know, when you don't, when, you, when you're not educated, and you don't know yourself. You don't, you, you don't understand your worth. You don't understand, you know, your, your culture, your, your history. Your, you just, you just there. You just, I don't care about myself. You know, I don't, I don't give up. Like we all bishop, we all bishops. You know, I'm I'm in I'm in a jail full of bishops, a jail full of other young dudes from all over the city that's just like me, and we just like each other, and we hate each other sometimes, and and, and you know, and, and it's rough and it's sad, you know, the, you know, young dudes going to prison, spending, you know, half their lives or more than half their lives in jail. Like I remember growing, people would come see me, man, you got taller. Like you're growing a mustache, and I didn't have sideburns, and I didn't have no facial hairs, and and all these things, and you're growing through puberty almost, you know, while while you're away, and you're not, and it's, that's not natural. So you know, as far as Ramen was concerned, when I went upstate, and I would you know, get into these these things, trouble, and you know what happens? The administration they put you in what they call a box. Mm-hmm. So I would spend a lot of time in a box. I was in, in a special housing unit. I would spend a lot of time there, and it it was. They have like whole prisons that's just that, just a box. And one of them is 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 a jail called Southport. South, it's in you know Southport, New York. The whole the whole prison is just twenty three hours locked in. Mm. The whole prison, twenty three, and I was there. I had I had been there twice. And my second time there. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I've been here twice, mm-hmm. you know, and my second time there, I, you know, I'm 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 on a year stint. I got because they give you time like two years. I got two years before the first time I went there. They gave me two years. They give you time like you, <laughs> like it ain't nothing. Like and and they give me a year this time, and I'm there. And and it was one particular night. I never I never forget. It was a it was a Friday, and you know, I'm on a gallery, you know, on my tier, and it's like 21 cells and. All the way in the back, these dudes was just banging on themselves, rapping. I'll never forget this. They was rapping, and, and I was just like laying on my bed listening. And it sounded so good to me. It sounded so good to me. It sounded so good. It sounded so good to me that I was just like, wow. And I had never wrote rhymes, but I always was like a, a, a hip hop fan. I, I I could, no matter what I was doing wrong in my life or what where I was at in my life hip hop was always it, it was always so special to me I grew up in it I loved it I love I, I could I loved everybody that was dope I loved the music I loved it you understand just taking it back to, to Bed-Stuy would, yeah. would you see any rappers moving around no the only the only artist I saw was um was Big Daddy Kane mm. we loved Kane mm. you know but 
you know, I, and I and I rapped about this back back then, you know. Um, but I looked up more to the dudes probably that were involved with taking his 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 chain. Mm-hmm. You understand? It was jury at one point, you know. Um, there was some rumors about him getting robbed, you know. And um, you see, I didn't grow up wanting to be a rapper. Grew up loving rap. I didn't grow up necessarily idolizing rappers because, as far as I'm, I was concerned, it was dudes in the street that that were just way more. You know, uh, they 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 would define gravity like these dudes was in the air. Like that was to me way iller and way more than than rapping. And you know, it was dudes that supposedly had. Had, had had robbed him. I, I never saw that happen, but you know, it, it was some chains floating around in the hood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I remember it was a chain that supposedly had was was his, and I remember dudes putting it around my neck, and it made me feel like you know, like it, it, all these things. You yeah. know, like yeah. So, but I saw him maybe once, or twice in my whole life. Like physically, and you know, he had the Volvo, the big cables on, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I didn't, I didn't feel nothing. Like just like, all right, he's a rapper, though. like <laughs> you know. So that mentality was in, embedded in me, you know, um, very early on. Like it was like, all right, do Big Daddy came, but oh, oh, look over there. Oh, they go kill a Ben. Oh my God, that's kill a Ben. <laughs> oh, that's Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You understand? Yeah. Like, yeah. That was different. Oh, that's Demencio on the Beamer. What? <laughs> like that was that was really ill. Like to me, you know. So you're so you're in lockdown, mm-hmm. and and you hear the guys rapping. Yeah, and I'm hearing them dudes rap, man. Are they nice? For me, yeah. yeah. At that point, like yeah, like it, it just that night it just felt so good. It was ele- it was electric. It was just electric. I, I I was not doing nothing. I was in my cell, and these dudes were so loud. And they was rapping, da, 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 da. and it was fun. And I wanted to hear more and more and more. And I said to myself that night, I'm, man, I'm gonna write me a rhyme in the mm-hmm. morning when I get up. And it was a Saturday morning, and when I wrote me a rap, it was the first rap I ever wrote. It was it was. I used to listen to a lot of Tupac because he was touching me. So I guess it kind of. It was was it was like pain driven. It was it was real, like you know what I mean. And I wrote me a rhyme, and then what happened was I started to. I had like the process of it, you know. I had nothing to do. I was in the box twenty three yeah. hours a day. What are you gonna do? You know, you write a letter. You you know, you write a poem, or you 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 reading, or you sleeping, or you doing push ups. There's not much to do. Does you know anybody come to visit you up there? Yeah, I would get visits. Mm-hmm. I would get visits, you know, the visits in that particular place, like, you know, it's like uh, um, a gate mm. between between you and the visitors. You could probably touch hands or something mm-hmm. like that right here, but and it's not much. How do you how do you not lose track of time? How do you know that that's a Friday night, Saturday morning situation? Because mm. you're in there and it, it must just seem like endless, right? Well, they, they give you, um, when you have your calendar, you can have a calendar, you know, um, they 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 would give you this 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 one headphone piece that was connected to like a jack in the wall. Now inside the, they had a wire they wired the whole jail this way. You stick it in the wall and you can and, and you you got three three holes you can stick it in. And in the three holes one hole one hole is like a 
a hole that, that plays TV and you can like listen to shows, right? Another hole is like uh, music and, and maybe tubes with music. You know, you listen in the country, you start, that's when I got acquainted with the, uh, uh, four non blondes and <laughs> Lannis Marset and uh, um, John Mellencamp and um, the Eagles and, Man. and and stuff like that and life is a highway <laughs> yeah. I wanna ride it all night long like you you got no you start to learn the love of a music you understand that is very other music <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely definitely. Definitely. So, so yeah, I, I wrote me my first rap on, on a Saturday, and it, I was just like, man, I love it, man. Like, it just it was something for me to do, like a hobby, while I'm doing this year, okay, of solitary confinement. And it, and it, and it, and the reason why I like to do it because I was able to escape. Where I was at for a couple of hours, right? And it was something new to do. You know, like when you pick up something new to do, you do it for a lot. You know, you do it every day. You know, because it's it's something new to do, and it was fun. And I was able to live out my mind and fantasies in while writing a rhyme, and it would take up so much time in my day. And before I know it, it's like nine o'clock at night, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, I listen to this, and I was like, yo, listen to this, listen to this, you know. What do you know about like song structure at that point? Anything? Nothing. So you're you're just writing like you know hundred bars just in a row. I'm writing my little hooks or trying to have a little hooks, you know. Um, trying to write my little songs and have little concepts and stuff. And then I was just getting into the habit of doing it. And then I got out the box. I, f- I completed my year, and I, and I would just continue to do it at night. But then what happened was I I, I began to get lazy in writing. I would like lay on my bed and just start thinking rhymes, and I would think of whole rhymes. Just think of it. Just think of it in my head. Think of it in my head, and then write it down later on. All right, I would write it down later on, maybe like a day or two later. All right, man, I got this rhyme in my head. I just gotta write it out. And then after a while, I was like, man, do I need to write it out? <laughs> and I would, I would, I would not write nothing out after a while, and then. This is before I even heard that Hove did that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I I didn't know what that was, but it was a, it was natural to me. Like because I wasn't writing, it wasn't coming from the pen. It was just coming from my mind. I would think it, I would think it, and I would just leave it up there. You know, and that became my process. So I had ne- I had I had never wrote anymore. And you th- to this day to this day yeah. So so you come home from that stint. Yeah. Then you got to go back again. Uh, shortly because I had um, violated my parole. I had went. Um, I violated my parole and did, it wound up having to do another year. Mm. Yeah. And at, at what point now are you really taking it seriously that you're like maybe I can make this into something that that pays? I started to play with that idea before I, before I left. I started because you know when big whole rise. 
touched close to home. This is Bed Stuy. Mm-hmm. I remember him. I remember this guy and Kim and and, and D Rock and mm-hmm. this, this is around my way and Rube and all. I'm like, oh my god! And you know they hanging out with my brother and my homeboys and my friends and it's just like, oh man. Who is the first person to like really like believe in you rapping? Well, what I did was because I was so unsure about it, so I kept it to myself. I kept it to myself because I was I was in a shaky place. I couldn't come on. How could you? How could you call home and tell somebody, "Yo, you want to come home and be a rapper?" Like that. That that don't even to this day. That don't. That sounds so far fetched. Imagine my world. My world is. I get up in the morning. I go to child. Then I go to my program. And then we go to yard. Okay. And then we lock back in my in the cell. Okay, rap. I don't come from a music background. I never rap. I never been in a studio. Never been in a booth. Never recorded. Never not rap. What? <laughs> who you? Who you telling that to? Just imagine. You you know you you got a friend that got a nephew in jail. And you speak to him. Oh, I remember him. Hey, hey, how you doing, man? What you gonna do when you go home? Yeah, when I come home and be a rapper. What? <laughs> been in jail seven years already. Like, what are you talking about? It it just sounded so far fetched, and I knew that. If I if I express that to people, then they would they would they would say that to me. Right. And I and if they and if I would have heard that, I would have given it up. So if you went home and you had to check in with a parole officer, what if you told them you were going to be a rapper? Let me let me rewind it. I never told nobody on the outside world. Mm. I told my brother and my man Daiko. That's the only two people that knew. Stop. Only two people that knew in the whole wide world, like I would, like nobody knew, and what and what happened was, they 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 loved me so much that it was like, man, whatever you want to do, man, whatever, we here for you, whatever you want to do, whatever. Say so, so so, you know, dudes dudes was doing whatever they needed to do on the street, and was basically in in a situation where it's like, oh, listen, let's. I was in there, like, yo, send me some books. Send me some money so I could buy these books. And I would start to try to educate myself. I said, yo, we need to start our own joint. We need to start our own joint. So, so I came up with two names. And the first name was No Mercy. The second name was Hustle Hard. This is before I even got out. And, and originally, we were supposed to have been No Mercy, but somebody had that. Mm. So we stayed with Hustle Hard. Now, Hustle Hard, this has been Hustle Hard since before I stepped out. Mm. We went to the lawyer, and we, we, we did all that. So when I got out, as far as the parole officer was... was I, I kind of went at him was like, well, I got my own company. I'm doing music, and I knew that say, just saying rap it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna cut it because they told me straight up, man. Everybody in here talking about their music affiliated somehow, man. Like you 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 want to get a job? I'm telling this is my job. But my grind was so was so special and so different. They started to see the results of what I was doing, and then next thing you know, like I'm walking in a parole building, and, and, and the parole officer's calling me Mano. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. How do you know what the first step is going to be at this point? You don't. It's just ambition and just drive. You don't. I had never even. I'm, I'm at already. I'm all, I'm at ground zero. Right. You haven't recorded anything. I've never been in a studio, man. So where do you go? I'm home now. Find out who got studio. Mm, right. I could put calls into to the dudes that, that, that look up to me. You understand? And, mm-hmm. and they respect me. Who got Oh, word this dude. And I never, and I never. I'm gonna send you a picture. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you a picture. I'm gonna find a picture of the first time I ever, the first day I ever been in a studio. What was it like? 
It's crazy. Shout out to my man Cooch. He, it was my dude. He, you know, he loved me from Eastern York. He put me, yo, you rap, yo, come to the studio, and he brought me to the studio. It was Dr. Period mm-hmm. Studio. Um, he was cool. Dr. Dr. Period. He brought me to the studio. You know, Dr. wasn't paying me no mind, but <laughs> it was his, it was it was it was his studio. Now, um, but I had wound up bartering a situation with with a producer, GQ Beats. He had his own studio, and I went to him, and I said, look, I just came home. I can't pay you what you you, you asking for. I said, but I'm going to tell you, man, my grind going to be so crazy. We're going to help each other. We're going to go together. And, you know, I won't pay him, but I'm not going. I'm not paying hourly out. Like, that. That. That's, <laughs> stop it. Like, because I'm first, I'm being here using too much time for that. And he said, he looked at me, seen the, the hung him. He said, yeah, all right, let's rock. And then. We we became like the best of friends, and I would be in there hours and you know hours and hours, and I would go there at three o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. stay at eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You understand? And it, it was it was it was it was crazy because I I wanted something, and no matter what I was going through in the street, because of course I was still delving in the street, I would put that in the music. I, I would I would release that. In my music, and that was my that was my outlet. Like if I had to go and pop, 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 you yeah. know what I'm saying, and I would go talk about that. And when I came home, yeah, I I was involved in a in a in a, in a number of situations where I had to, you know, put that tool to work. And um, you know, so be it. Because at the at the core of 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 who I am, I'm a man, and I'm not ever letting. A situation get so far to the point where my life is that much in danger. I'm gonna let you hurt or harm me. So although rap is the is is the dream, that's the vision. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I'm still in the jungle, man. Like let's not get so far ahead of ourselves that our head is, is so far. You know, and I've done things to people, and you know, we I'm not coming from a super peaceful background. So there's issues that. That haven't been ironed out. There's issues that need to be ironed out. There's feelings. So certain situations needed to be dealt with. And I was one to deal with it. Any means necessary. But music was still a focus. I would still, no matter what happened in the daytime or the nighttime or the day before that, I would, man, I'm going to the studio, man. We're going to rap about this. When does your music start getting to, like, DJs and stuff? Um, shout out to K-Slay, man. <laughs> Did you listen to him when you were inside? Mm-hmm. When I was on the island, we were, I, I could I could hear him. So it was Alanis Morissette and Case Love. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's upstate. Like, gotcha, yeah, they, yeah. they can't even get that, you know, Hot 97 and all right. that. So I was forced to listen to different stations. Um, did you did you do the thing where you would go outside Hot 97 and wait for Case Lay to come outside so you could hand him something? Yeah, but by that time I had known him and I wasn't just randomly like some dude standing out there. I was never like randomly. At the point when I was going up to the station and giving my music to, to uh, K Slay and Clue and even enough, I would meet enough of I had already known them and I had already somehow sparked a relationship with them. Right. You, you weren't know? like a stranger just being like. No, first day, first day I met um, K Slay. You know, I met, I met him twice, like kind of twice. Two people spoke highly of me. You know, shout out to Shaka, Shaka the Don, is a female that you know she used to manage Kim 
You know, mm. she was part of Kim Wave, and her Slay was cool. So she said, yeah, I'm going to bring you to K-Slay. I'm going to bring you to K-Slay. And she did that. And my man Hood, Hood had Hood had a relationship with K-Slay. I remember one of the first times um, we, we met K-Slay, we took him to Mr. Childs. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine K-Slay and Mr. Childs. Like, I didn't understand. Like, we because I'm like, you know, back then, was like, yo, we got to show him. We get home. Like, yo, we took him to Mr. Childs. Like, and we in there. I don't know the. Rent. I didn't know what I was doing. We don't know what we were doing, but we did it basically as a you know to try to show them that we was doing our thing. And it wasn't really so much about money because the relationship and the respect was there. And he gave me a shot. And always to this day, you know, I always, you know, refer to him as as the, the, the single person that actually gave me the first look on the radio. So where were you when when that song came on the radio? Man, I was in a car. I'll never forget when I first heard myself on the radio. I couldn't breathe. Hmm. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. It was so. It was so crazy to me, man. Like it was just so. The feeling. I had just got out of jail, man. And my son was. My son is, is is months old, and here here I am on a radio, and I'm I'm talking my talk, and it, it didn't matter if it was is one forty in the morning. Like it didn't matter. It must have been everything. It, Indescribable the, the feeling Because you The radio you Me on the radio I'm nev- I never Oh my god Wait did you get the heads up That like he was gonna play it At one for you Yeah no, no no I didn't know What time he was gonna play it But we knew that He was gonna play it Or we had a feeling He was gonna play it You know you might Is he really gonna do it He ain't gonna do it Like I can't Me gonna play me You know So, so every commercial break You're just dying Yeah we just listen to the whole thing We yeah. listening We in the car We listening And I forget I was I, when, when I heard when I heard myself, I was in Brooklyn. I was in a car. I was in the passenger seat of a car. I forget who was driving, and I just wanted to call people, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I couldn't move. I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. I wanted to listen and call, but it was just like, oh, I'm on the radio, and then you know, certain people call me. And they're like, yeah, man, we on the radio. We on the radio. Like we on the radio. Like we gon' we gon' we gon' make it, man. We on the radio. We gonna get out of this, you know. So at that point, is that something where you tell your cousins, you tell like you know your aunt or something like, like that? You're like, real I'm a professional now. Yeah, so now, well, I my family, I haven't had like only person, it, 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 only people that mattered really at this point is you know it's my mother, my immediate family, you know my my brother who's actually with with me, you know my my son is involved is is, is here now, like you know. Not so much about aunts and, mm-hmm. and uncles and stuff like that. You know, I had an uncle that definitely he was he he was definitely supportive. My uncle Mike, he was definitely supportive. But for the most part, I I, I really wasn't really in in dire need of 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 of, of my family because you know I grew up in the street, man. Mm-hmm. And I grew up not really feeling like I had family support anyway. So you know, I was I was detached from that. You know, and your dudes that you would run with. That's my family. But yeah. when when they found out, that's all. I, that that was the big. That's you, right. That's, yo, you heard me. I, mm-hmm. yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Where do you? How do you link up with Kim? Well, I had known Kim. You know, um, Kim was Kim. Kim was a very popular girl. You know, early <laughs> on. Yeah, I known Kim for 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 you know. From Bed Stuyvesant, yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, but at this point, Kim is a superstar. Man. Mm-hmm. I know, I know D Rock though. Mm-hmm. And D Rock, when I first came on, I came to meet him at his grandmother's house. Shout out to D Rock, man, because he always only had good, 
you know, he was going, this is before he went to jail, but he was going his way to go to jail. Like, you know, he knew that he was going to do his time. But he was like, man, yo, man, whatever I could do, man, to help. You know, he put Kim on the phone with me and all that. Like, just came home and I spoke to him speaking to Kim and all that. Like, you know what I mean? And at this point, like, she is, she's a superstar. You understand? So, you know, after a while, after being home, like, we, we connected. You know, my brother, AD, we, we all connected with Kim and it was just like, all good, you know. Um, and that process was my learning process. That I was in the incubation stage because at this point, I'm in, the, you know, I'm in the mixtape culture. The DVDs is starting to take off, and then I'm around Kim, so people starting to know me and stuff like that. It, a little bit, you know, smack DVDs and you know all that. That era is 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 becoming the the era. And then I'm and then and then I'm showing up the parties with Kim and people <laughs> seeing me with her, you know, which was. Unbelievable because you know I'm I'm getting a peek at a life that I actually want for me and my guys. You know I'm seeing the Phantoms and Bentleys and the, and the Maybachs. She jumping out, you know, of the cars and and we going in the clubs and and everybody's swarming her and looking and taking pictures of her and I'm like, man, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> do it, like you know what I mean. And everything is new to me. Everything was new to me. It had to be like mind blowing when you're in the club, like and you're like around this. Are you like? The humble dude, like in the back, like playing the background, or are you just like eating it up, sort of? I'm I'm front line of center. I was standing right next to her, like you know what I mean. I think when she 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 saw something in me. I'm coming with a lot of confidence, anyway. I'm not some little dude. I'm coming with power. I'm coming with, with we coming with our own movement, with our, our own money. We got our own cars. We, you know what I'm saying, and we got our own power in the streets. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm some little dude, like. You know, it's, we're it's, so it's, different. Right. So it's like at any time, it's like all them dudes right there in front of they with me. I might not be known rapping, but out here I'm, I'm, I'm a king. You understand? So these dudes is the real thing. But she was gonna be your way in. Uh, I don't know if that was the the plan, but I feel like she she most. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, I, I come from that camp. Sort of. Um, Were you officially signed to Queen Bee Entertainment? Never. Okay. Never. Never. And that, that's not something that I had ever wanted to do. But the affiliation was there. You know, the, the support was there. Um, do you think people had a feeling that you were? Yeah, yeah, back yeah. then because you know, like uh, they'd be like Mano, uh, Little Kim, all this, and every time they would say my name, it was always in reference to Little Kim. Like, and and sometimes I didn't like it, but other times it was like, all right, whatever. Like they just don't know me yet. And it's nothing to really take personal. You just got to keep continue to work. You just got to work around it. You understand? But one thing I did do that it was a lot of other dudes that was around her that that were, that were, you know, around at the same time. And, you know, we were, we were all, you know, be in the studio helping with ideas and stuff like that. But the, there was a difference between me and them. They were they were happy, I, I believe, to just be in the midst of a superstar like her and to be involved with her project or involved with the whole entourage. Me, I had my eyes on something different. I wanted what she had for me and my people. I wanted that I wanted it to be about us. Not to say that I wasn't loyal to her, but I I didn't I didn't see myself just being stuck under that situation. I I didn't I never pictured that. I I looked at it like it was a time when she first time I ever been to Miami, first time I ever been on a private jet was with her. 
You know what I'm saying? Ever. First time I've ever been in Miami. First time everything. First time in Phantom. First time in Bentley. With her. Okay? First time I ever stepped foot in the mansion with her. Everything came through her. Um, so it was a time when we was in Miami. Me and her was in a Phantom. And, and we pulled up, I want to say, the mansion. And um, we, we we pull up and it's just pandemonium outside. <laughs> And, and and we walking in and everybody taking pictures and I grabbed my guy and I said, Yo, we gonna get this. This is gonna be us soon. We gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna get it. We gonna get it. These other dudes, they just happy to be here, but we gonna get it. You understand? Because you know, I you know, we, we hustlers anyway. We coming from that mentality, we we gonna sell and do whatever we gotta do to get where we need to get to. So there was no doubt in my mind that at some point, you know, this would be us. This would be my name would be on this thing one day. They they will want to take pictures of me one day, you know. So I I don't think it was it was it was a, it was a situation where I was disloyal to what Kim had going on because I think I I rode out, you know, with her. But I just wanted more for myself, and I ain't see, and I ain't, and I ain't, I didn't really see those other guys really. Doing much for themselves, and you could—I mean, this is something that you could, you could, you could look. I love her. You understand? We working together now. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, you you could even look back on it like if, if I'm the only successful dude that come from out of that. Like she's 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 had numerous young artists around her. You know, numerous little crew, crews, the Beehive, RRS, and uh, uh, this crew, this guy. I'm the only dude. That comes from that place, and that people can say, "Oh, I remember him from that." Come on, man! I'm almost four million single soul, mm-hmm. man. Got my own platinum plaque. I'm, I've, 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 I've since bought my own foreign cars, <laughs> and, and, and my name been on mansion. You, you got a mansion, yeah, yeah, yeah without it, yeah. yeah. You know, you're soaking up game, then, right? You soaking just, it. You up, just gotta. Man. I'm learning. I'm learning so much. Let me get real. Let me get a true story though. My grind was so different, right? That Kim was Kim was doing her um her project. Uh, welcome to Brooklyn. That's when that record was mm-hmm. done. Yep. So we in Miami. You know she working with Scott. Mm-hmm. Scott Storch. You know Scott got the got the got the mansion that we staying in. <laughs> I got my own room and all that. And we, I mean we, we supposed to be down there like two three weeks straight. All right. So we just down there living. I'm coming out just living pool. You know it's me and a couple other guys that she got helping out and stuff like that. But dig this. I I, I rent my own vehicle. Right. You know, and then and then I noticed that Kim wasn't coming into to the studio early. She wouldn't go to the studio maybe like seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, right? So for the first day or two, I just watched it, and the engineers just, you know, shout out to Dan the man. He just just did. He want to work, but he he did work. He not a hangout dude. He just did all day right. doing nothing. So I go, I go, you know, she, you know, when Jean, she was with, you know, Jean Nelson was still involved at this point, mm-hmm. and I asked him, I said, Yo, look, is it all right? If I use that time while while everybody sleep, is it all right if I go in the studio and use that time? He said, nah, ain't no problem. So I talked to Dan. I said, listen, I'm going to start coming in the morning. I would get up no matter what, about 10, 30, 11 a.m., and I would go to the studio, and I would stay there all day while everybody else, all these other dudes, everybody else is at the house chilling, taking pictures, sleeping. You're working. Waiting for Kim. I'm working. I'm by myself working in the hit factory criteria in, right yeah i'm working while everybody else is just chilling and that was a testament to my grind that was a testament to 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 my 
to my hunger. Mm. And, and, and what happened was when Kim and them would, would, would be coming in, I would be like, I'm ready to go to the club. Yeah. Because now I'm ready to go to the club and party. I like girls. I like. I want to be out. This is Miami. So I didn't work all day. I've been here since 1130. It's 9 o'clock. I'm, I got my song done. I got my whatever it is done. I got all that done. You, know, you understand? It was a testament to my to my grind, man, and to to for me to to want to be more and want to change my situation. Mm. You know, when you when you from the streets, man, I don't care what these dudes is rapping about. No dude in the street that's currently in the street want to be there forever, man. Nobody. The, the, the street dude want to get out, man. You understand? These rap dudes want to act like they want to be street niggas, but that ain't really what, that, that ain't the business. That, no, it, listen, I don't care where you from, Chicago, Detroit, L.A., dudes that's in it, that's really in it and have to deal with it and live it, they looking for a way out. So I knew that this is our, this is our, this is our way out. Like, man, like we ain't got to be dealing with what we dealing with for the rest of our lives. I don't mind getting up at 1030 in the morning. I don't care. You're somebody who you did your time. Yeah. You got out. Mm-hmm. You made something of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you are certainly a definition of what real is, right? right? There's so many artists these days who claim to be real and the truth is they're just not. How does that how do they how do their rhyme sound to you? How does their like their style look to you? How do you as a real a real person take that? Well, Early on, that used to bother me a lot more. You know, I'm like, oh, look at these fake dudes, man. It's not. And, you know, it was, it was an artist back in, back then on a mixtape circuit, in the DVD circuit. You know, his name was Gravy back then. And I wound up falling out with him and basically trying to, basically shutting his whole rap career down based upon that because, you know, he was living a lot. He was just talking things that. And we were really cool, you know. And you know, we cool to the, we we you know we we made amends to this day. We cool, you know. Like I saw him, you know, recently in Atlanta on 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 a uh, on a Tupac set. You know, he played big. But mm-hmm. back then, before all this was going on, he really was rapping, and Fendi was his manager. And I took offense to a lot of stuff that he was saying because I knew that, you know, the people that he was rapping about, he didn't know them. These are my peers. These are dudes I grew up with and broke buried with, and we just slept and, and stole together and did things together, and and, and 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 what have you. And he was talking about stuff that he didn't know what he was talking about, naming blocks that didn't really coincide and exist. So it just it, it got out of hand, and I wanted to say something about it. So it, it, we had a situation back then, but. You know, as you grow and, and time change, we living in a different time. And, and, and does the audience really care about real? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, as much as these dudes, it's it's cartoonish. You know, it's circus-like with, you know, just real stuff on the street. Nigga, oh, this and I got bricks and we got work. And it, it's, just, it's just something to say, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's... It's, it's it's for whoever's listening because I don't even think the audience really cares about who's really real, who really lived it, who really don't. They just want to be entertained. Mm. And now that social media is, is involved, everybody's somebody. You know, you you know, you go to the club, you buy a few bottles, you take pictures of the bottles, you get the sparkles. You you, you if you stand in, if you stand next to a, and you take pictures with enough <laughs> famous people, people start thinking that you somebody. So I mean. 
Instagram's a liar. Right. So who am I at this point to, to continue a, the, running that plight? Like, oh, man, these dudes ain't real. So I, it don't even bother me. I'm so much comfortable in my own zone, in my own realm. Man, none of that bothers me. I don't care who these dudes, you know, claiming to be. I don't, I don't, it don't bother me at all. You you signed to Universal when? 2005. And how did they, like, okay, so that happens how? This record, um, I was, I was, I was hanging around Kim and them, and I got this beat CD from, um, from Gene Nelson, and on this beat, it was one beat on there, and it was just like, man. And it, and I, w- I was driving to the studio to bring the beat to my man GQ because uh, we had a flight that day. And I said, yo, this beat crazy right here, man. This, this, this I got an idea. And he was like, what's the idea? I said, yo, we're going to talk about all the rumors, all the rumors in the industry. We're going to talk about the rumors, like what we heard. He was like, oh, that's dope. So um, I... um. I left him the beat, and then I went to Miami. First time I ever been to Miami. I went to Miami, and I'm I'm in I'm in the kitchen listening listening to Scotch Dodge talk about how he was somewhere when 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 uh, Suge smacked game, and, hmm. and I didn't know if that was true or not. I you know, but it was a rumor, and 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 if when I got back to New York, man, I'm man. I heard Shook smack game. I ain't say I said I ain't say I seen Shook smack game. I said I said I heard Shook smack game down in Miami. I just came back from down in Miami, and I and that record changed my whole life. He said, she said, nigga, I heard the same shit you heard. His rumors spread, changed my life, man. Like we put that record out. Clue played it. Case Lee played it. Um, a couple DJs played it. Hot 97. And next thing you know, I got. Label and I was calling me. <laughs> Dude called me, said, "Yo, I'm from uh from Sony." I'm like, "Sony, man, <laughs> Sony." Like, it's just you know, I didn't even think that that could happen. I th- always thought that was lies. Like, you know, I ain't do that. I ain't shop no deal. They came to me. I didn't think that happened. So yeah, they came to me. I never, I never shopped. I never tried to go get meetings with dudes. I, I wasn't into that. So people was hollering at me, man. I was getting called, and and then. What was it about Universal that made them so attractive? It was Tone, Trackmaster Tone, who really. I, I, it was Friday night. I never forget. I was at the chair. I was. I was walking in Cherry Lounge, and and, and 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 my man Buck, CEO Buck, said to me, "Yo, yo, yo, I was. I'm about to call you, man. Your Tone looking for you. Him and Anton, and they looking for you. They want to see you Monday." I was like, "Word, all right." Now at this point, I'm hearing people. They talking about me. I said, all right, cool. Let's get it. That no, that was a Thursday because that's that's you know Cherry Lounge is popping on Thursday nights up in Harlem. That morning I was asleep. Like I woke up to a call. I want to say it was it was Anton or Eric Nix or somebody called me and was like, "Yo, Tone want to see you right now, son." It's like, what? <laughs> Yo, you want to see you right now, man? If you, can you make it up here right now? It's like, all right. I jumped up and, and you know they gave me the address and I went straight there. Though I drove up there myself, I'm dolo myself. I ain't had time to round nobody up. Or nothing. <laughs> I went up in there myself and he was just like, "Yo, man, I've been hearing you. I heard your name three times, man. Like, and it's, you know, when I hear something three times, like I start to pay attention to it. Like, he just got it. He just, he just was like, "Yo, you got lawyers and nah." And he's like, "Yo, let's, 
you know, like get get it together and then let's let's do a deal or whatever. And he was serious. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm right up under Sylvia at this point. You know, he was right underneath Sylvia, um, Sylvia Rome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he uh, he was like, yo, she going she going basically if I coast if I say it's it's, it's it's a deal, she going she going she going listen to what I'm saying. And it was on. You know, I thought it was on. Um, we 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 signed. I signed. But I took other meetings, but he was the most. Driven, yeah. I even had a deal, a, a meeting with Atlantic back then. And Atlantic. so, when you come back like two years later to Atlantic, yeah, I got dropped, man. Like, what was I got you- dropped off of, off of Universal? I was, I was, I was in um, Atlanta when they first started the BT weekend. Maybe that first BT weekend or second like, BT weekend, and I get back. Lawyer call, lawyer call me and tell me, yo, man, you know the, the label wanna. Part ways, but you know nothing was happening. I was signed up there for two years, and nothing was happening. How frustrating was that? It was frustrating because you know when you sign, you feel so good. Just you, you think as a young artist, you think, oh, I got a major record deal. I'm signed to a major label with stars, so you automatically think that you're gonna be in the stratosphere, and that's that's just that's just not. It, and this is around the time when things are changing. This is 2005, 2006. So the end of 2006, they talking about dropping me. Well, before that, sorry. What were they looking for? And were you not give, like? Were they looking for like ringtones? Because that's like around that time. Or I just don't think Tone at that point knew what his mission was. And I think, listen, them dudes come from a whole nother era, and it ain't no no disrespect to homie at all. Because you know we didn't. It's a fact that I didn't went and got that money. You understand in my, on my own, so it ain't it ain't like me hating. But when you sitting up in the office and you controlling things and you you eating Chinese food, your shoes is off, the girl that you that you sleeping with is you keeping her with a record deal. Like <laughs> you 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 take thirty five forty thousand out my budget for a record that that I never even got for a beat that I never even got like. You had a comfortability, like you 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 getting a guaranteed check. You riding around and you know car services. You got a corporate car. You taking meetings. You hanging out with Jay. Like, you know, it's different. I'm a street. I'm doing. Come from the street. I'm hungry. It's different. It's a different hunger. It's a different. You know, these dudes is 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 moving a lot different. So I don't know if you know we were on the same page, and and I didn't even know what to ask for. I'm making records. They telling me it's dope, but I'm just like, okay, we. How do we how do we get this up and out of here? Like, so we never even really properly serviced a real single. The closest thing I came to was a song called Stomp with Kim on it. Stomp, we in the building. You know, that was a, a tragedy in itself. But we never really got to that place because I don't know if Tone was really in that place of, of really trying to make his bones or really making the next superstar so them making the move was really a blessing then yeah so what happened was i would i would be calling i can't get them <laughs> i you know it, it's just like man like this supposed to be my bodyguard I don't, I don't know what's going on so so what happened was i heard that they was dropping me i called them first thing he said to me was yo man I, I, y'all heard man yo but that that ain't yo i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a fix that don't worry about <laughs> you ain't gonna go nowhere i said yo yo no 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 <laughs> No, I swear to God. And I said, no, that's the best thing. That something told. I didn't know why. I didn't have another plan. None of that. Just something told me that just let it happen. 
you're going to be able to spring back. Like, just don't stay signed to a place that you know is not, yo, this is, everything happened for a reason. Let it go. And I told him, I said, nah, homie, I'm good. Don't even worry about it. It's the, the, the best thing you could do, because he was dropping me and a couple other artists, the best thing you could do to help me is to allow the drop to happen. Let, that, let, let it happen, homie. Don't worry about it. And he said, yo, where are you really? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Let me go. And how did you get over to Atlanta? Who was at it? Was, was Lior there yet? Yeah, Leona was over so there. So Julie, Craig Callan obviously yeah. was there. Julie yeah. Greenwald? Kaiser? Mm-hmm. They all was there. Gene Nelson was, 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 was very instrumental in that. And what happened was we, we would, you know, we, it was some talks about me, you know, going over there. I think I signed my, 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 my departure papers <laughs> um, maybe like January of 2007, right? At that point, you know, he, you know, he telling us, yeah, we, I'm going to get you up here. I'm going to get you up here. But it's taking more time than I than I wanted to take, and so I went back. I'm back. I'm back in the. I'm back in the hood recording on, on Monroe, fully focused, you know. But I got relationships in the city. I got relationships on the radio, so I could get. I'm getting my joints played, you know. I'm, I'm maintaining as I could still shoot my own. But I'm still pushing forward. In the midst of that, I made a song. One day, I made a song. I had this idea or this beat. And I called my man, Mr. Roger, and I was like, "Yo, you know that, you know that, uh, you know, you know that that money dollar dollar bill record, you know the Mary J. Blige." He said, "Yeah." I said, "Yo, let's sample that." He said, "Where?" He said, "You'll find that." I remember I drove right to his house. He was living in Jersey City. I said, "Yeah, this is it. This is it, right there." And he, and he, and he, he we we looped it. He sampled it and then looped it and then burnt the CD. And I took it and I was driving around with it. I was driving around and I was driving around. I was driving around with it. I was driving around with it. And um, I never admitted this. To nowhere ever, ever not one in, not one interview. I never admitted. I never admitted this. Cameron had a song on his album. What, what was that album? Um, Come home with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He said a line about a hater, and in in the hater, he said, "I come to your funeral." Look at you. Hi, hater. Mm. That's where I got that from. I've never told him that. I've never told anybody that. When I heard that, I had heard that while I was still in jail. When I heard that, I was just like, yo, that was just so funny to me. <laughs> now, like, the, the fact that you go to, you wake, you see, I go to your wake and like, hi, hater. Like, he says that in the, like, in like like it was so sarcastic <laughs> and it was just so it was funny to me that 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 cam had did that but what what happened was when when I, when i when i was riding around with with the song with the beat i somehow heard that i like i heard that in in the beat somewhere and I was just like, wow, this this would be crazy. So make a long story short, I recorded it. The hook recorded it. And I knew that it was special. I just said, yo, this is this is different. This is this is gonna be our way in. Mm. And I held it in in and right after I made that uh, um, you know my brother eighty, who's who's always been instrumental in my, in this whole situation. He was he he was cool with Fifty. He had a better relationship at the time with Fifty than me. Um, 
him and 50 were cool and he was up he's you know up at 50 office one day and he just and 50 said to him you know they talking like yo you know what what I, what I could do to you know so what you need me to do to you know help or whatever man you know I got so much going on like but you know what 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 I need he said yo man we talking to Atlantic man but they they beating their feet he said word <laughs> he said all right 50 picked the phone up right then and there called Craig yo let me get Craig Campbell <laughs> said yo man what you doing with Mano man like yo uh, he said listen man if, if y'all bugging, like they got their own movement, they black flagging, and like like that's real. Like if I could do it, I would do it. He after, he must he must have hung that phone up, and they was on my line right after that. Like, <laughs> I, I, they had me they had me in a meeting that same night. They had me listen. They had me in a meeting the same night. But what's so funny is that when I came up there, I come near, I come near with high hater already. Mm. Come near with high hater already. So we wound up holding. I wound up holding that record for a year before it came out. The record came out in two thousand and eight. You br- you bring it to them and play it for them. Mm-hmm. What was the reaction? Craig said it from the door. This is a hit. <laughs> Kaiser's glasses flew off. He wasn't in the meeting. Yeah, okay. I think Kaiser was in the meeting. I think this meeting was just with Craig, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "This is it. This is a hit already." Played him a couple more records. He was in, and just off the fifty co-sign. The fifty co-sign that it was, it was all really. You know, it, it was nothing else more to it. Neither. So many people have this idea of Fifty, and look, a lot of it's well deserved. He mm-hmm. went after a lot of New York guys. There's a lot of stuff about him living on his own like island, basically in New York, right? Called Connecticut. Called Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but he's someone who not everyone associates with doing good work on behalf of other New York artists. Nah, that's, he picked that's, up that phone. No, he definitely. And and I I was always one. You know, and we wound up having a great relationship after that. Like, you know, we never actually worked together, you know, but, you know, but everything happens in its own time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's just whatever. Like, I never really look, you know, I'm never with my hands out. Right. So I think he's actually the opposite if if given the right circumstances and, you know, especially back then, you know. I, I think he felt that he had enough respect for what we was doing to, you know, to give that little extra push because why not? Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, it it was all, all good. And I've talked about it and I was, you know, and I, 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 I all, you know, I all thanked him personally because after that I was, I, you know, he threw a party at his house in Connecticut. I was invited. We shoot out there and I told him, oh, man, thank you, man. Like, you, you know, you, you, you know, it's different when you're coming from a place where this could change your life. You know, this 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 could change your life. Like you know, what I'm just that simple gesture was enough to, to to make me feel like, yo, thank you. Like you don't gotta ever like I'm not ever do a record with me or nothing, nothing. Yeah. But that alone, man, I'm I take it from here. Thank you. Um, can you tell us about all the above? Yeah, Just Blaze. Just Bla- and, and, and you know what's funny? Just Blaze was one of the first people to call me when I went through that period of. Of, of when the rumors record came out and, 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 and people Chess Blaze called me too he was one of the people that called me he was one of the people to call me yep he was one of the people to call me so we got cool but what happened was I had a song right called Ready to Go it was produced by Nard and B and at this, this point me and T.I. Um, um, are, are becoming close and I'm spending a lot more time in Atlanta and I'm moving around Atlanta you know and I'm working with producers in Atlanta and and you know, and it was some Grand Hustle producers down there called uh, Nard and B. Yep. 
and Art and B gave me this song with a hook on it called Ready to Go. And it was it was like talking about suicide, really. Not not something that I ever thought of, mm. really, but it was just a hell of a concept and I wasn't afraid to touch on it. So I, I, I made it and it was like a dope record. It was like a cool record. So what happened was um, Just Blaze had made a couple joints that he felt like wasn't it, you know, that he even felt like, he's like, nah, nah, I ain't gonna give you this. So one day he tells me, he said, yo, bring me what you, you know, bring me a couple joints. Let me listen to it. Like, he's like a real producer. He's not no beat man. Just Blaze, the Swiss too. You know, like, this dude, he like, yo, bring me some stuff that you got. So I said, all right, cool. Go over the baseline and I, you know, bring him some stuff. And he said, yo, let me live with it. Give me a couple days So he get back to me He like yo You got a hit I got a hit <laughs> He said this 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 ready to go record is it I said I'm like yo Wait What is this talking about Suicide Like this ain't This ain't it It's not but for I'm, the clubs Right <laughs> I'm not seeing what he's seeing But this is this how you know he's, he's a genius He says Yo It's elements in that song man Like it's This is it Just let me let me, let me let me work with it. So he basically took elements out out the song and the melody of the song, and it's a little faster. And he made all the above out of that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That's that's what that's where all the above came from. Did that song come out? It's it was it's on a mixtape. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't nothing that really, really came out. I wasn't on no major project. Right. Man. And that's how and, and the, I'm up at baseline. He didn't he didn't want to play me the beat until he was really, really, really done with it. He he wanted to lay the hook down and all that. So I'm up at baseline, we up at baseline chilling. And um this is the night Obama won. Hmm. And um he in there working. He in there on the boards, doing what he do. He he won't let me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and um, finally, he like, I'm ready. He called me in the back, and lo and behold, he pay, he plays this record. I'm ready to. I feel heavily sedated. That's how the original joint began. Mm-hmm. He said, "Tell me what do you see when you're looking at me." Whoa! Oh, it sounded so powerful, so good. I'm like, "What the?" <laughs> and that was and that was how we did all the above. Um. So, was, how does T Pain come into the picture? Because originally, you know, T Pain is on fire at this point. Right? Yeah. T Pain came in because, you know, Just Blaze, he um. He you he auto tuned and, and referenced the hook himself, and was like, "Yo, you, we need to get T Pain on this." So I put a call in, and um, we made it happen. 
We got Payne. Payne said, "What up?" You you made that call? Yeah, I had met I had met T Pain in New York at a club before that. He had already bought me out on one of his shows already, hmm. so we 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 were cool. We were we were cool. He had bought me out. Remember, he he bought me and Puff out. <laughs> not like together, like we was on stage mm-hmm. together. So it was it wasn't really far fetched for me to get him then. Like you, uh, the relationship is there, you know. So put the call in, and um, it was it was all good. Did T Pain say Showtime when he brought you out? <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna keep asking. <laughs> <Showtime. laughs> you have a relationship with uh, Ti going back like many years, but uh, you were at his wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were in a Brooks Brothers suit. Yeah, yeah. Of T- tell us about that wedding. Of course. I mean, look, I haven't been to his grandmama house. I know, I, 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 you know, like. Does she call you Jermaine? <laughs> um, Does she say Showtime? Showtime. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's he's getting married, you know. Yo, come to the wedding. And we, made it, we, we, we got down there. We made it happen. His wedding. It was it was one of the I probably only been to maybe three weddings my whole life. Yeah. Definitely. What what gift did you bring him? Um, I don't know if I bought him a gift. Oh. I mean <laughs> I don't I don't know if yeah. Your presence was a present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, it was me, me a lot a couple other guys was there, like, you know. I I wasn't I didn't have a date. Maybe I I probably was looking for a date did they have a a DJ or a, or a band? Do you remember? Um, definitely at, at the reception. Definitely DJ. Mm. We start performing like it was crazy. Oh, for real? <laughs> he turned to a little concert. You like Dro? Dro Chip? Uh, uh, Tip performed his own wedding? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> at the reception, definitely. Definitely, it was fun though. We heard that uh, one of the I'm I'm sure you while he was while he was locked up. I'm sure you right. were in contact. Right. A strange one that we heard because they have a, a friendship and you wouldn't think of it. Nelly, yeah, Nelly was like Nelly and, always writing to Ti when he was in jail. Yeah, Nelly and Tip really close. That's his dude. They really, they really. I, I actually even hung out with them a couple of times together. Hmm. It's a, it's a, it's it's some footage that only Ashanti has. Is it's, it's some footage. She told me she still has it on her phone. Hmm. It's me, Tip, and and uh, and Nelly, Mo, at Puff House <laughs> in Miami, drunk. <laughs> I know me and Tip definitely was drunk, arguing, <laughs> having a push-up contest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who won? I I feel like Tip was cheating. Nelly won. <laughs> We, me and him arguing. He like, dumb, dumb ain't push up. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He, his push ups was funny. Like, he got his shirt off. I got my shirt off. We sweating. We drinking. Like, it was crazy. It was fun. Yo, this is the third episode in a row that, that Puff's place in Miami has been mentioned. Yeah, I feel like we can't have guests after this. Like, they yeah. don't talk. Yeah, what's been the weirdest there? thing that you've seen in Puff's mansion? Um, no, I've never seen nothing weird, ever. <laughs> never seen nothing weird. I've seen, um, Never seen nothing weird. <laughs> <laughs> yo, nah, never. Nah, yo, listen. By I like, the it. more you say uh, it, the less I believe. Because nah, yeah. it's, it's 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 something I saw. It's it's a person I saw there that looked a little crazy. Like I don't even want to. Like it just, she just looked a little crazy. Like what's, what's that? Like what's that white shit? <laughs> like, but but um, 
she uh, uh no no pop uh, nah definitely got uh, ultra 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 super duper respect for homie like, yeah sure definitely you know what I mean and yeah I've been you know I might have been over there two two times or whatever just hanging out or whatever um yeah it, man <laughs> nah never nothing weird just cool chilling you know you got the chefs up there cook eat breakfast and yeah yeah and there's girls around and it's it's cool man you know what I mean and then for for like a dude like me you know. That's all inspiration. You like, man, we had man talking to my man, like, yo, man, we had Puff Crib, man. Look <laughs> at this, man. This pool, we sitting poolside. The chef Mary J. Blige running around barefoot like, like, it's like <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Word. Your remix of Millie Rock right. might get more play than the original one as far as like wherever we go out. Right, like right. we were at we were at Just Blaze's birthday party at Webster yeah, Hall. Right. One of them. One of them. And Bobby Trends comes through and looped it back for like twelve Six minutes times, straight. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta understand, my 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 Just that beginning though. Right. <laughs> my remix to the song is really sorta Well well here's the thing. It's not like I did that on my own. I didn't freestyle over over the beat. Like that was all coordinated effort because if you like it's two versions of the video it's mm-hmm. a version with, 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 with them with you know two Millie and his crew mm-hmm. and it's the version with me and, and, and them you understand in best style what happened was I was I was trying to help what the situation was because the people people at this point when I when we did the, the, the KLB mix what happened was people knew the dance they were beginning to know the dance they didn't actually know the record they didn't actually know the record at this point Record was almost a year old at this point. This is May of last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, no deal was on the table, no nothing. You know, I say, yo, look, there's no instrument, no instrumental was in, out, none of that. Yo, send me the instrumental. I'm gonna put a verse on it. And we're gonna shoot a video. Y'all video was never serviced. It's an old video. It's 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 this real grainy. It's old. We're gonna shoot a video, a new video of it, and we're gonna service it. So. That's what I did. I, I I I I did the verse, you know. Let's go, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know I got picture perfect to come out. We went to Best Star around my way, and we shot a whole nother video. You know, to Millie doing the same thing again with you know doing the record again, but this time it's with me on it. And, you know, I got the bike out there, and you, you got, got the, the cops out there. The cop, there yeah, you got the cars and yeah. stuff out there. So that. That video was just as official as as the original. So what happened was, I serviced that video because that the first original one wasn't on World Star, wasn't on Blogs, right? Right. right. I, it, it was nowhere. So I serviced it, then took it to MTV, got it jam of the week, paid my own, you know, paid my own money at the toll, got it jam of the week. A person that was living in in Georgia, um, at this time is watching MTV jams. They seen this every hour on hour. The first time they hearing Millie Walkers with Mayo on, mm-hmm. right? You understand? So, you know, I, I I felt very close to that whole movement from the door, and and my intentions only was to to see young dudes from my own backyard get in the game. Like That's dope. it never was for me to try to ride a wave. It, it, it was always for me to try to help, you know, and extend my hand the way it wasn't extended to me for dudes. You know why wait to the record pop? Like the record wasn't pop when I when I jumped on the record. Like it was it was it was some people er, even early on in this city that thought the record was mine's because this is how early. It, like I was on the record in May. Yeah, 
this is February of the next year. This is we in February. Right. We almost in May again. <laughs> and people Instead, are still doing it. Right. The, the video. The, 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 the video came out, and I want to say June or July. Mm. Like we. That's how early we were on it. The record, and then the, the deal. They had got the deal a little while after that, or like during that time, and you know. That's why when they when they service it through E one they serve two versions they serve they service the version the original version and they service the the version with me on they both on iTunes mm. so I felt very close to the record you know we performed it together a couple places we performed it on BT together live um, and you know and I even perform it in my shows you know quick thing before uh, we let you get out of here you your hand to God mm-hmm. you uh, you meet up with. Uh, Youngberg's chain somehow <laughs> never had his chain <laughs> ran through a couple of chains but not his <laughs> but that video is what uh, the the cousin or whatever what cousin yeah he there was his one of his cousins there was a MySpace video that, that he put out and it was so ridiculous where he was just like you know claiming no one touched him no one oh. did this or that and the other thing and we thought it was so ridiculous that we had to make like sort of our own version of that video, <laughs> and that's where the AKAs come from. Yeah, when so we everything do all these that we ridiculous do. AKAs oh. all started from this stupid wow. MySpace video from wow. Berg's cousin. Wow, so which th- resulted from your oh, you took oh, like, was he like a like a, he, he, that's the guy that had the gun? In the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's and he's shouting at the at the camera saying, yeah, and he's, he's like, with the gun. Money. yeah, 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 like that, that was early world star. Um, yeah, early world star. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe all these years later that not only have you you've traveled the world, right. you've been signed to a major label, you've worked with just amazing artists. Right. You 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 lived this dream that you could have never even possibly right. dreamed, and right. you look back at it now, and you're like, why am I in this apartment? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mano, we so appreciate you coming through. It's always the best. Always the best. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Waste of Time with It's The Real Jeff. If they want to find more episodes like this, where can they go? They can listen to this one once again. That's the only one that sounds like this. If they want to listen to like other episodes with people like DJ Clark Kent or Jadakiss or ASAP Ferg or the singer JoJo or Joel Ortiz or Bun B or Currency or you're just going to let me keep going? I, listen, where can, where can they go to find this stuff? You can go on SoundCloud.com slash A Waste of Time or you can go on iTunes, search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We are also on It's The Real.com. You can find us on Instagram at It's The Real. You can find us on Snapchat at It's It's The Real. And Snapchat. It's the Real. <laughs> Snapchat. Snapchat. Yo, go go like subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend. Jeff, do you have a friend you want to tell? I do. My Which friend that I want to tell this week is... Lior Cohen. Oh, really? Yeah. I want to tell Lenny S. Okay. So, shouts to Lenny. I feel like yours is more believable. I, I actually have never met Lior. Maybe I'm going to message him. I'm going to message him and say, hey, listen to my podcast. I've met Lior. Do you know the story? I do know the story. Should I tell everyone else? Real quick. Sure. Uh, years ago, I, I I came back from the Grammys with Kanye and everyone wanted to meet with me. So, I, I went up to Warner to take a meeting with Lior Cohen, who had just gotten there from Def Jam. And Lior sits down and there's another fellow sitting right next to him. And he's like... If I hire you, will you be available 24 hours a day? And I was like, yes. He's like, if I want you to drop another project in the middle of it to work on something that I that I want you to work on, will you do that? I said, absolutely. He points to the guy next to him and goes, if Kevin Lyle's son's bar mitzvah needs filming, will you film it? And I was like, Kevin Lyle's is Jewish? 
I did not get the job. Lior.cohen on Snapchat. Get more of that stuff there. And uh, Eric, how is your business? Booming! <laughs> <laughs>